0: All right, joining me next up here on the show. We're going to be doing these occasionally here throughout the offseason as we lead up to spring ball and just throughout the off season, Some check in on some, some college teams. And uh, joining me right now, we're going to check in on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, Connor and Goodson, of course, you can check them out over at the razorbacks wire uh a great spot to go check out all things arkansas razorbacks and they get other great teams too as well over there but uh connor i appreciate you
1: coming on i know it's a snowy situation uh, over there uh, where you're at but i appreciate you coming on yeah i appreciate you having me it's always good to talk to you and yeah we're uh, we're snowed in pretty much across the state of arkansas right now so there's not much to do than talk sports really <laughs> yeah uh, which when everybody hears this on Wednesday, uh, us out here
0: southeast Alabama will be getting a, a cold spell. No snow for us, but still a uh, really cold situation we're really not used to. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I brought you on to uh, talk all thing Arkansas football again in all season. Uh, check in, just looking back at 2023, four and eight, one set, but so many close games, especially that first half of the year. Mm-hmm. A game or two – goes a different direction this whole season for them would be completely different but
1: just kind of like a broad scope what
0: happened in 2023
1: well I don't think you can really talk about 2023 without talking about Arkansas's offense uh, I remember when we talked I believe it was before the Auburn or maybe the Alabama week Arkansas just needed to show some signs of life on offense because their offense had played decent enough but the offensive line particularly had just struggled so bad uh, that you could tell that you know they were in danger of just kind of letting go of the rope and the season completely collapsing like we saw, and then I think the Alabama game, you know, losing that game by three, having chances towards the end to win on the road, that was kind of like their last gasp. Okay, well we didn't do that, so now then you saw the historically awful performance against Mississippi State, seven to three, at home, and that was kind of the the end of the season, and you could just really pinpoint everything back to the the hire of Danny and just how that didn't really mesh. And there were, you know, there's rumors of, you know, how his relationship with the offensive line coach, Cody Kennedy, who's now at Mississippi state, just, there was some underlying issues that just really kind of stopped Arkansas season from even getting off the ground really. Um, And now you, you look ahead and it's like, you kind of last year was the Mulligan year. And that was last, that was Pittman's last chance. And he's, made some drastic swings this offseason. Uh, but you still have a fan base that is just really disappointed and um hurt emotionally. People are just done. They're they're tired of being, you know, the laughing stock of the SEC and they're tired of, you know, losing.
0: And what what's the fan base? What's what's the opinion right now with Sam Pit? Because, you know, I think some people probably outside of the state probably thought the way the season went, perhaps he was a, a coach that could have been they go at the end of the year. They bring them back. But what's what's the temperature? What's the feeling with uh, Sam Pittman among the Arkansas fans?
1: There's no question that he's entering this season on the hot seat, one thousand percent. You know, if you know Arkansas has a big game against Oklahoma State on the road, second game of the year. If Arkansas goes to Stillwater and gets embarrassed, it's there's a lot of feelings. I think there's some in the in the actual football department in the athletic department that say that's kind of a point of no return. Like it doesn't matter. You've used up all your mulligans. The fan base is completely, there's a segment of the fans that are done with Pittman. They don't care. He could go out and win seven, eight games this year and they're still going to be unhappy. That's just, I mean, that's Arkansas fans for you. Some of them, you can't really make happy, but I think that as embarrassing as this last year went as high of the expectations there were with KJ Jefferson, with rocket Sanders, and you just completely crap the bed, I think there's a a large segment of fans that are just done, and you're going to have to go out and win nine and compete in the SEC for a title, really, to win those people back. And then there's some that are more level-headed. I'm kind of in the middle of it. I I like Sam Pittman. He's a great guy. But at the end of the day, it's results. You've got to have results, and you've got to show progress, that you're not taking massive steps back, and that's what we saw last year.
0: Were you surprised that they brought him back?
1: I was a little bit just because I, I just – I think the loss to Auburn, you can't get embarrassed by 30-something points on your home field by a team who's in a – you know, typically they're further behind schedule because, you know, it's first year, a few Um There's still a lot of, you know, getting used to getting acclimated. It's not his players that he's brought in really um, – I know that's a little bit different with the transfer portal, but still it's not the majority of his teams, not his team, his guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam Pittman's in, he was in year four. And to not really come out and perform in front of your home crowd, it was a really good crowd for a cold November day for a team that really can't make it to a bowl game at that point. Um, and then you have the, there was a story about the walk-ons watching the Polar Express at halftime on the TV in there. And so it's just like from the outside looking in, it's like a coach who's lost control of his locker room who may be in over his head. I thought that there was kind of, that was the time when you make a move. I understand the finances behind it. You know, he'd be owed 16 million if they did make a move, but I just felt like that maybe that was the time to do it. And I I don't disagree with the decision because I understand it it just feels like that there's some fans that you can't win back now and you're never going to get their support as long as he's head coach. And so it's, it's a tough spot, but I understand, I understand it. I just maybe would have made a move. You know, and I, I partially mean this in a joking way, but, you know, I'm here in Alabama.
0: I'm really not far from Auburn. Uh, it felt like, too, on, online, like I said, out, people outside of Arkansas, they said, oh, if Arkansas fires Sam Pittman, will this finally be the time where Gus Malzahn uh, comes home? Is that is that always just going to be a thing whenever an Arkansas coach is on the hot seat? As long as Gus Malzahn is up walking and he's, you know, he's breathing yeah. air, that
1: he will be rumored <laughs> to be the Arkansas oh, yeah. head coach. And, I mean, just because his – Ties. I, th- I believe he has a lot of family still here in the state. That that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be people in the Arkansas Athletic Department or boosters or with the Razorback Foundation that are going to advocate for Gus Malzahn. I don't know how accurate. There was some reports that they came to Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Yercheck and said, "Okay, we will fork over money to." get rid of Pittman and and pay his buyout. If you go after Gus Malzahn for coach, I don't know how accurate that is. That could have been just, you know, people having pipe dreams or or what, but it's always going to be the case. And I mean, Gus Malzahn, if he wants, that's just a, an easy way to print money. Any job he's at for, from here on out, he can just say, Hey, I might go back to Arkansas, use it, get, get a new contract, get a raise, do whatever he needs to do to get done. And, um, I mean, it's just they're always going to be neck and neck with each other hand in hand. Um, it's just how it is. I don't ever see that actually being a realistic possibility. I think that if that was going to be the case, it would have happened way, way back. Yeah, that
0: him getting you know new contracts off of the Arkansas rumors is what got him that one in 2017, which Auburn had to pay him a lot of money a few years later when they yeah. uh, when they passed on So Sam Pittman's coming back. But we also have a former Arkansas head coach coming back, uh, mm. the offensive coordinator, Bobby Petrino. Just your overall thoughts on that. I, I think Bob Petrino is a great offensive mind still. I think and, – and him and Jimbo I don't think it was ever going to work. Just no. because you've got two offensive guys, that are going to butt heads. Jimbo Fisher always been the play caller, pretty much the offensive coordinator wherever he's been as head coach. And then Bob Petrino is also you – know, th- these are two alphas but yeah. heads with offense. But now you've got Petrino coming in. Of course, Sam Pittman is not going to be the same way with him. How successful do you think Bobby Petrino can be uh, here with Arkansas coming back as the offense coordinator?
1: Well, I think that the, the sky's the limit for an offense with Bobby Petrino, you know, running it. It's just the the other – the relationships on staff, how it meshes well with, you know – who calls plays and and who's going to have control over the decisions in certain situations, like who's going to be the one to decide to go forward on fourth down, because we saw a lot in his first 10 years, Arkansas's head coach, Bobby Petrino was aggressive and he's always kind of had that aggressive mindset. So does Sam Pittman, you know, give over control. But I think that I agree with you hundred percent. Bobby Petrino is a genius when it comes to offense. He's a great offensive mind. It's just always been the other stuff. It's whether it's, you know, his relationships with administration, and his relationships with players, his relationships with coaches on his own staff. I mean, that's always going to be the the thing that holds him back from, you know, being able to, to do things well and at a high level and, and stay at one place for longer than, you know, a season or two. But I think that Sam Pittman kind of, again, trying to win back a lot of the fans get and you also have a high level offensive mind it was a win 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 for everyone everyone loves bobby petrino still even though after everything that happened there's a large segment of fans i shouldn't say everyone loves him but there's a large (laughs) segment of fans that still love bobby petrino just because he had so much success arkansas hasn't had that level of success since he's left so i think that you know there's still a lot to do adding pieces from the portal the offensive line it doesn't matter who was calling plays last year. The offensive line was so bad that I don't think you could have done anything to kind of game plan around it. So that's the big question mark. But anytime Bobby Petrino's calling plays, drawing up plays, um, I think Arkansas has a chance to to compete and, and shock some people.
0: Yeah, and I, I think some people have forgotten in 2011, of course we remember Alabama and LSU played twice that year. I mean, they were without doubt the best two teams in the country yeah. that season. But you could make an argument. Arkansas was the third best team because the only two teams they lost to were those two teams. Yeah. And I still remember because I believe that's when still... Yeah, it was when we still had LSU and Arkansas on that Friday, the last week of the regular season. LSU blew out Arkansas. It got away from, them, I believe, in the second half of that if my memory is correct. But yeah. Arkansas was a game away from playing in the SEC Championship game and potentially getting to the BCS title game. And then who, who knows what would have been the game, the title game, if they had done that. So you're right. I mean, what he did with that team, Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson mm-hmm. after that, just tremendous head coach. And, uh,
1: you know, I had a little bit of that after, mm-hmm. but never to that level that Bob Petrino yeah. got them to. And I think that that's just what fan, fans don't need to uh, – in Arkansas, I think a large segment of fans have realistic expectations. We're never going to be year-in, year-out title contenders uh, unless there's just – unless the state of Arkansas just starts producing insane high level prospects, you know, left and right until that happens, which probably will never happen. Arkansas is just going to have to have realistic expectations of, you know, have seven or eight wins a season and then the occasional nine, 10, you know, maybe sneak into the sec championship. Um, and now with the 12 team playoff, you know, have, aspirations of making the playoff on those really good years and maybe winning a few going on a run. Who knows? Who knows how it's going to play out with the 12 team. But I think a large segment of fans have those you know tempered expectations where, you know, seven, eight wins a, a year is not too much to ask. It's really not just these four year wins. I mean, it's just it's you can't win four games in year four of a head coach. You just can't. And that's where a lot of the frustration is because we were embarrassed not too long ago with Chad Morris as head coach. And then you have all these expectations, a nine-win season 2021, and then a little bit of a disappointing year last year. And so expectations were through the roof again because, hey, he learned what he did wrong, and it all just comes collapsing down again. You just can't do that. But I think, that, uh, I think fans have realistic expectations, and it's not too much to ask to just be competent and be competitive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I even remember, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the Houston Nut days where yeah. there's a time where they were at least in the conversation in November for the SEC West back then. So they were winning yeah. eight games, eight, nine games. Of course, that's when the West was kind of the lesser division. The East was kind of like the top dog. But, it, you I know, you talked about KJ, <laughs> do what now? Before Saban
1: came to the yeah. West.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, which. We we discussed him last week. We, we, you know he's gone yeah to yeah. We we'll, don't we'll
1: have to talk about that.
0: Yeah, the saving dynasty is uh is gone now. But uh, you talked about KJ Jefferson. Earlier. Of course, he hit the portal. He's going to UCF to play mm-hmm. with Gus yeah. Mazan, which I think that's a great fit with those oh, two. Yeah. That's, that's a really good move for him. Now they bring in Boise quarterback uh Taylen Green. Do you see him as the favorite to be the quarterback? And just h- how do you see that quarterback situation for Arkansas going into the spring?
1: Yeah, you've got Taylor and Green and Jacoby Criswell are going to be really going into spring, the two battling out for that quarterback position. I think just because Bobby Petrino kind of handpicked Talon Green, he kind of went out and made sure that he got his guy. Just because of that, I think Taylor Green has a slight edge over um, Jacoby Chriswell coming into spring. And I think that he can be the guy that wins the job. It's just, you know... Boise, it's a little bit of step down in, of competition coming from Boise to the, uh, to the SEC or I should say it's a step up in competition. Uh, but how does he handle that? He was a little inconsistent, struggled with you know making the right plays, taking care of the ball, you know consistent level. And for Arkansas to be successful, he's going to have to do that. You can't allow teams to take advantage of you and turn you over too much. Uh, so that, I think that'll be interesting. He does hold a slight advantage, like I said. But don't count out to Colby Criswell. I think that he's been a backup long enough. He's tired of being the backup. Um, so I think that he could really, you know, attack spring practices and really say, hey, I'm, I'm here to be the guy and so I think that that's going to be really interesting and something to keep an eye on, how those two, you know, compete for the for the starting job.
0: Yeah, and obviously that's what everybody's going to pay attention to because when your quarterback leaves, either graduation or transfer, you know, okay, who's the next guy? So that's always going to be a big storyline going to spring.
1: Outside of quarterback, what do you see as the big storyline for Arkansas going into spring practice? Well, I think this one goes hand-in-hand hand with the quarterback, but the offensive line, I mean, one of the worst units in the – entire country last year was Arkansas's offensive line. I mean, you bring in Eric Mateos, who was a grad assistant under Pittman a while back. He's been at uh, BYU and Baylor and has had a great track record of coaching high-level guys. Um, you bring in some some high-level offensive line transfers. I just talked to uh, Addison Nichols, the Tennessee transfer, for a story. You know, they're saying all the right things. They're doing all the right things. Um, it seems like everyone's mindset's you know, unified and and they're all, you know, focused and, and ready to attack spring and get better and, and kind of go out and make amends for the embarrassing season last year. But obviously every team is going to have players that are saying the right things, doing the right things. You just, at this point, I think a lot of fans are similar to me. You've got to see it on the field. Like we can, we can see spring practices. We can see, you know, improvement in the spring game. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do when you go to Stillwater second game of the year? what are you going to do when you play tennessee when you play lsu when you play auburn where are you going to, what's what's going to be your mindset and your attitude and how you perform in those games and until we get to the season i don't think that there's going to be a lot of fans that are you know just sold on coach speak and you know words and and all that
0: yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Arkansas is going to be a team to pay attention to uh, as we head to spring ball. Which I tell people we're in mid-January, just to college football only fans. Mm-hmm. Spring practice is not really that far away—about a month and it's a half for a lot of these teams. Start practicing again. Some teams, you know, there's some teams out there that will start in late February, so yeah. it's right around the corner. So it's going to be interesting with Arkansas and uh, Connor. I appreciate you coming on the show as always. Take the time to talk all things Arkansas
1: football. If the listeners and viewers want to check you out online, where can they find you? Uh, at uh, Razorbacks Wire, of course, is where I do a lot of the daily writing. I also um, am working with bestofarkansasports.com now. Um, I'm doing a lot more work with them where it's more longer form, big picture stories. But uh, either one of those, you can check me out on Twitter, at Connor Goodson, um, all one word. So that's, that's where you can find me. All right, everybody, go give Connor.
0: Uh, check him out. Uh, if you want to see what's going on with the Razorbacks, then once again, Connor, I appreciate the time, and I look forward to talking to you sometime down the road. Same, man. I really appreciate you having me.